0: RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. The Trek Files, Season Four, Episode Ten: Gene Roddenberry Letter to Dr. Dean Worthen at Ball State University, March Sixteenth, nineteen ninety. Welcome to the Trek Files: A look into the archives of Roddenberry Entertainment from the personal files of Gene Roddenberry. And now, your host, Dr. Trek Larry Nemechek. Well, welcome back, all you Star Trek fans, all you background fans, you, you know, you students of media history. <laughs> and of course, all our beloved Trekophiles, spelled with an F. Hey, we've got um, a kind of change of pace document for you this week. We have a new guest for you this week. So listen, find the document of the week on our Facebook page, as usual. Okay? Follow along with us, and here's a sample. Take a listen, and I'll be right back with our guest this week. Dear Dr. Worthen, This concerns James Allen Gibson, a student from your university who recently worked for Star Trek The Next Generation as a volunteer production assistant intern. During the week he was here, we discovered him to be a thief. There was no doubt about it, As under questioning by our studio chief of security, he returned several of the missing items. These included someone's official crew jacket, containing keys and wallet, various Star Trek artwork, and other production items. Of course, he was immediately escorted off the Paramount lot. All right, Trekkophiles. Stage interns and thieves. Now, what does that Venn diagram look like? (laughs) Well, I don't know about you, but uh, someone who can give us a little bit of the stage perspective is exactly who this calls for, and that's why I am thrilled to have someone who can speak to both. So let's welcome to The Trek Files an old friend of mine and certainly a friend to Star Trek who toiled on those stages many 16-hour days and worse for, we figured, 11 years, I think. 11 years. 11, uh, starting with the pilot of Voyager through the end of Enterprise. Michael DeMeritt, I'm so glad to have you with us. I'm glad to be here. Yes. And I don't know when, the wound up as a first assistant director. What was your your in-brief resume with Star Trek?
1: I was uh, on the ladder. I interviewed for um, the second, second AD on the pilot, and I hoped if I got the pilot, I'd get a year out of it. And then I could pay all the bills I owed, being fresh out of the Director's Guild training program and owed the Director's Guild a ton of money to be welcomed into it. And I was like, man, I got to get a year, I got to get a year. And 11 years later, I was still there. So by the end of. Did you pay off your bills? Yes. Okay. (laughs) By the end of uh, Voyager. Um, that was my first opportunity to be a first assistant director. So I went from second second. Um, at one point in time, I was contemplating leaving uh, because I was afraid I'd be a second second for life. And Arlene Fukaya was the key second said, no, you can't leave. And I said, no, Arlene, I love it here. I really do. I'd love to stay here, but my career. And she goes, no, listen to what I am saying. <laughs> you may not leave. And then she revealed later on that she was pregnant. Oh, okay. So I ended up taking her position. Um, And then a weird thing happened where she started coming back as the second second. And so my boss was the person I was in charge of, and that was difficult. People would go to her instead of to me because she'd always been the key second. That was hard. Um, And then uh, through just, uh, you know, I'll just say through a natural selection, um, she got the opportunity to become... The first AD, replacing a first AD had been there for a long time. And that to me put... you talking sp- about Jerry Fleck? No. Oh. No.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Um, Someone else. I replaced Jerry Fleck. So, the late great Jerry. Yeah, flags, that, that's I a ask. sad story. And if you want to hear that story, no, pick up the third season <laughs> of uh, Enterprise. And I do the. I'm the only below the line person to ever been allowed to do a commentary track. And I do a commentary track mostly because that's the episode where Jerry died. Unexpectedly. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you can learn that story. But basically, I became a first AD by the end of Voyager. Then back and forth between Key and First Key and First, and then I was a first AD after Jerry's death from then on till the end.
0: And so, I now so this this um, and I want to I want to get to people if we can just do a completely like really in brief layman's ten word uh, explanation here of what a first AD
1: second AD key second oh yeah real um, quick. Yes, yeah, there is no real quick. Here, like here's what I can give jumbo you. to most people. Here's what I can give you. It's, the terminologies, those terms go all the way back to the silent era. So when you say, hear the word assistant director in the modern era, most people think, oh, you must get their coffee and make sure the script's in order and get their kids to school because they think of an assistant. So the director's assistant is that. An assistant director, if you wanted to parlay it in a modern thinking, would be a project manager. So the the first AD is responsible for planning the whole thing. They All questions come to the first before the director. They're the filter before the director because they've been there the whole time. They've been talking to the director the whole time. They understand the plan. So you don't bug the director. You'd never go to the director and say, where's the bathroom? Go to the first AD and say that, totally acceptable. Right? So... The first AD wants to make sure that all information is communicated. And the second AD's primary function, particularly the key second, is to make sure that today is running and tomorrow is set up. And the second second AD is to make sure that today is running and that today was documented. So how do you do that? Call sheet is what we want to do. That's usually Mm -hmm. done by the key second AD. Mm -hmm. The production report is what did we really do? And that's usually done by the lowest person on the production uh, chain because nobody wants – it's not fun. Trying to predict the future is fun. Plus you're staying after, late to do it. Well, yeah, and sometimes you pick up information in the morning. But, yes, it's a document that all the lawyers look at. It's a document that, that you could end up in a courtroom referring to. So production reports are vital because they're the truth. Uh, A lot of times in in popular culture, in pop culture, we'll call it, uh, the story is more important than the truth. And and sometimes if you go to these documents, particularly production reports, you'll find out that the story that's been told, that's not true. Oh, Um, So it can kill the story.
0: That sounds amazing. It's given me an idea for maybe a future episode. Okay. Hang on. But I, I know I just as we talk about firsts and seconds and keys, I know that some people, you know, if you're not in the industry, people it's hard very to rightly what they do. very rightly may yeah. glaze over. So, but the bottom line here is first seconds, uh, key seconds, they're all tied to the stage or the or the trailers or right there. They're in the action. So yes. this week we have this letter from Gene of all people, the top dog, and this is from. uh, 1990 1990, March. So it's the spring of the third season. Mm -hmm. He's still in good health, apparently, um, to write this letter to the head of a university that provided a student intern, PA, which is the uh, uh, production assistant, assistant. what layman may think of as the gopher. That is your gopher then.
1: Well, there's types of PAs. So there's set PAs. Mm -hmm. They're the ones who are on stage with you, work for production. Mm -hmm. But there are also... Office PAs. Right. So this doesn't um, clarify. It just says volunteer production assistant intern. So we don't know if it was in the office or on the set. But based on the events... I think they're on the set because he had set access. Yeah, because he got access to someone's personal jacket. Now, it's possibly took it out of someone's office. I don't know. <laughs> it's Possibly just would go down to the set and steal something, and come back to the office, knowing that he had cover because he had office work to do. Could be someone was running a script yeah. revision down to the set. And but what was your first up. reaction when you read this? Uh, my first reaction was like, um, this may explain why. After when I get on board, <laughs> that there are two security guards on Star Trek (laughs) instead of one front door and back door. Hmm. Um, And that we got a pick of the, uh, I don't don't want to say pick of the litter. I guess that's not an expression anymore. We got the cream of the crop. Crop. There you go. We got the two, we could choose whoever we wanted security. And maybe it goes back to this because there weren't too many things that were shooting. I mean, nobody was stealing, you know, uh, props from Nip Tuck, (laughs) right? Scalpels. Yeah. You know, so I think that we had a particular problem that they had to address. So we had the same security guards. Oh, they very rarely changed. I have a memory
0: of just being around the heart building where the writers were and seeing the Polaroids pop up from time to time yeah. of sometimes it was random people somehow had gotten onto the lot and somehow had gotten to the stages. Yeah. You know, after hours or whatever, but, so, but the fact that this was someone who'd been brought into the, even as an intern, in the intern, family, in the family. Yeah. yeah. I mean, great it's a,
1: way to start your career. i I suspect that uh, Mr. Gibson did not progress at any other projects (laughs) at Paramount Studios after this and perhaps was spoken about at other stages because this kind of information is the kind of thing they share. Um,
0: Well, it makes you want to go dive into the Ball State Student Archives.
1: I do love the sign-off here. And this is the part that's curious for me because the first question you'd say is, okay, you had a bad intern. You had a bad apple. Maybe this person had a bad week. Maybe they were broke. Who knows what their internal mechanism that caused them to do this maybe they're a kleptomaniac who knows but they did something they got caught at it they were removed so why is gene roddenberry writing this letter right and it's the salutation it's the it's the end sorry to be the one who gives you this information but i felt it important that you have it that does not sound like he's talking to a stranger Mm -hmm. to me now maybe it is maybe that's just but why would you say sorry to someone you you didn't know, what would you owe them? Yeah, yeah. So I I'd love to know. I I think somewhere in the background here, either uh, Gene has some association with Ball State or with this particular person, Dr. John uh, Warden. I would believe that if someone told me, yeah, they knew each other, I'd say, yep, makes sense. He wrote the letter, or you go the complete opposite. He was very angry <laughs> <laughs> and was like, I am. It's not going to come from
0: anonymous Some, yeah, yeah. it's not
1: gonna come from who do you see cc it's not coming from tom, tom hayes, hayes. Yeah. not coming from tom hayes it's gonna security, come yes, from me security. right and i'm gonna sign it um, right and i'm gonna make sure i want this hand delivered uh, you know if you could see why it was delivered if he was that mad that there is that possibility and maybe that's because and i don't know if this is true or not but uh, one of the interesting things to discover is was there ever pa interns ever again um, because we certainly didn't have them when I was there on Voyager. We didn't even uh, we had trainee. We didn't even have um, set PAS. We had trainee, second, second, mm-hmm. key, second, first. And trainees are coming from DGA.
0: Yeah, yeah, from
1: the training program. Right. And their their future is the relationships they're making. Um, so I've never had a even even trainees I thought were unskilled. I know we're not supposed to use good and bad because it was a moral judgment. So we'll say skilled versus unskilled. Um, so even my bad trainees were not the kind of people who would, who would do this, right? Um, because they're sort of vetted before they ever get they're, to you. They're heavily vetted, and yeah. plus
0: they're thinking about future career. Why would they, if that's that they wanted to be in the industry? Why would they
1: blow up something like that? Well, I had one trainee. I had more than one actually. I, but I had one trainee on Star Trek like who this. actually quit. Uh huh. Who who uh, didn't quit Star Trek, but quit the training program, deciding this was not their career. Um. Which is, you know, sort of a tangent to this. It's tangential, but you know, I remember when I was a trainee, and that's in the Elizabeth Stanley years. Uh, she made us all come in, all the selected people. Started with twenty two hundred people. More than twenty two hundred people want this, and then a hundred people are interviewed, and then twenty people actually get in. Now it's less. It's like twelve people. And we're actually talking get about in. DGA training program okay. to become an ad, right,
0: right so when you see the credit in a film or tv dj trainee, trainee that's,
1: what we're, that's what we're talking about. that's what we're talking about what yeah. about yeah and and she told us they gave us this paper and it said, These things will happen to you. You will work more than 16 hours. You will be asked to do something while you're in the bathroom. You will have food thrown at you. you will have, and there's just list of things. This these is like things. first year law
0: school. Yeah. <laughs> weed, and, the, and, and medical school. Weed out those who aren't going to hack it.
1: And she said, If I could make you uh, cut open your finger and sign this in blood, if they'd let me do that, I would. Because I don't want anyone coming to me six months from now saying, I didn't know it'd be like this. Because I'm telling you. And there was a guy next to me who was like, oh, they're just trying to scare us. And I was thinking like, wow, it's an awful lot of effort for us to be scared of the 20 people who are selected out of 2,000. Every single thing on that list happened to me within a year, every single thing. Mm-hmm. So it was totally true. And there are some people who think they can do it, but they can't.
0: So intern or not, did you ever have experience in your seven Voyagers and four Enterprise years with just uh, thievery?
1: Yes, What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I'm not sure. I mean, one of them I actually had to sign an NDA, so we'll just leave that one aside. Okay. Okay. But but we've had we had break-ins, we had attempted break-ins. We had uh, extras who who uh, it was suspicious things disappeared, Mm -hmm. and so you know we we had that debate of can you search the extras? Can you search your employee? Is that uh, legal? Yeah. And there was a discussion about that. And then it turned out, um, I'm not sure how, exactly how that was handled. I don't know if it was um, LZ Ward who came up with this or someone from legal who came up with this. And LZ, one of the secured, yeah. uh, security guards. Security guards, yeah. Now an electrician. Um, yes. He, uh, uh, industry electrician. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, very successful. Yeah,
0: Union Guild. Uh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, good, <laughs> good. good. Mm-hmm. Of, you know, one of the guys you want to hire. Uh But the point was somebody somewhere came up with the idea that the threat of being searched might be enough. And so they gathered everybody together, and they said, here's what's going to happen. We're going to search for these missing artifacts. We know that this was pulled off the wall. We know this happened. We know this happened. We're, uh, we're going through our uh, hidden cameras. We didn't have hidden cameras. We're going through our hidden cameras right now, and uh, here's, there, there's two things that can happen. Someone can tell us that they took this right now, and you're just going to be kicked off the lot, and that's how it's going to end. Or we're going to find it in your material, and you're going to have a discussion with a police officer. And there was an instant confession. Hmm. So I don't think any of that may have been something we could have actually done. I'm not sure if you can rifle through someone's bag be, just because they're an employee. I, I don't know the legality of that.
0: What but- are day players employees? Then you're yes, that, they right?
1: are. Now, that they we are? know. They okay. are employees of Central Casting. Central Casting loans them out to us. Okay. They are our employees. We pay into their Social Security. That part was answered.
0: I, I didn't ever
1: think we'd get into legal and HR issues. Yeah. They're on the track files. Well, when you're talking we were talking about stealing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're walking into legal. <laughs> um, wow. It is, it's, a, it's odd. It's an odd event. I, I don't know what's wrong with people kind of thing.
0: Um, I mean, there have been some celebrated... I, when I first came to Star Trek, working my books and interviewing people, and they are about to start shooting Generations, and the captain's chair stolen. disappeared off yeah. the set. They had to come in and fabricate
1: a Enterprise D captain's chair in, in, within a well, week. Well, there's some famous end-of-season, right. end-of-series right. stories, which you know, wink and a nudge, you know. It's going away I had. I had, it's I had I'll, I'll say I have a, 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 a performer who you would all recognize if I revealed this person's name, whose... Uh, Particular A particular outfit just disappeared in their room while they were in it. And they said, what happened to it? I don't know. Someone must have stolen it. And that's how it ended. But everybody knew, wink and a nudge. Yeah. They were take. This was their memory. They were taken home with them. That's different. I, it was. It didn't yeah, affect anything. I'm
0: tending to think of like thievery of people you didn't know who weren't yes. on the lot. Who you know, people who actually. Those are the. Like yeah. I said, I remember seeing Polaroids popping up of people. And there's some. There's even the YouTube. The guys caught on YouTube yeah. that, that uh, did their video and now it's infamous in the next gen
1: years. Yeah. Before um, before there were really were cameras all over Paramount Studios. Yeah. Now now they they can track you. They can track you from right. the moment you step on the lot. They can. They can. The go guys with the watch. video
0: on YouTube are so pre nine eleven. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, listen, Mike. This has been a lot of fun. Now I know there's plenty of things that you, as an assistant director, did that had nothing to do with uh, interns and in theory and cop <laughs> work. So yeah. we're going to have to have you back and talk about some more uh, some more cool insights. Not just your years, but maybe we should um, take a look back at some golden years. Maybe the original series. Okay. How about that? Okay, we'll have you back for then. Meanwhile. The Trek Files is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry, additional production by Ken Ray. Now, all of our documents and your chance to comment, of course, are available right there on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Files. For more great podcasts, check out podcasts.roddenberry.com And for more deep diving of Star Trek behind the scenes, visit Dr. Trek and Portal 47. That's me at larrynemachek.com. Trek well, everybody. Podcast. Roddenberry.com. The Roddenberry Podcast Network.